our team and our advisors and our uh, you know our beta testers that we work with in the community. Thank you to all of you, by the way, for uh, for for working with us through this update, giving us all the feedback, and um, really led to where we are now. And that really fostered an ongoing conversation that we could have with making a change, getting feedback, making a change, getting feedback, and working through these challenges and kind of the stakes getting higher and higher all the while. Welcome to Between Two Mics. I'm Zach. And I'm Rock. We're the co-founders of Squadcast.fm. The best way to record remote interviews and studio quality like this one. Here on Between Two Mics, we explore the challenges, opportunities, and new ideas with the people who are pushing the limits of what's possible in podcasting. We're going to talk about what it's like to go behind the scenes of a product update. So hi, Zach. How are you feeling? I feel relieved. I feel many things, honestly. Mm. Um, Do tell. Well, to paint the background picture here, we just launched, uh, we just launched, I think it's fair to say, uh, our biggest update ever or our one of our biggest updates ever. I think it's safe to say it is just because it was bigger than... Our original team, we have more folks helping us out like Gene and Ariel and, and Sean point. and Andy on the support team. So to me, it was. But yeah, not to steal your thunder. And Vince, cue, cue the confetti music at some point because this is a <laughs> celebration. Well, congratulations. Congratulations hey. to you. Congratulations to you. Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, a long, long road. And to kind of pull the curtain back and talk about, um, you know, if you're looking for answers to questions about uh, the ins and outs of, of v3 we absolutely have that um we'll link to some stuff in the show notes but that's not really the focus of of this episode uh, maybe we'll get into the why behind some of what you know why 720 why you know 30 frames per second whatever um but i think there's a lot of there's a lot of story outside of the the, the product that went into bringing bringing this massive update to life. So to to get the opportunity to tell that story is is going to be a lot of fun. So let's let's do it. Where does this journey start? Like uh, we've always had video on Squadcast, thanks to you. You I think were the first to ask the question about seeing the other people that you're connecting with and recording with. That wasn't obvious to me. So I think in some ways that's the start of this story because video recording had always been our most requested feature. I think because you've always been able to see the other person on Squadcast, like from beta, from alpha, we had that. Um, and, you know, I think that's what led our customers to ask the question, can I record this video? Can I get the video files? recorded as well. So when do you first remember kind of having that uh, conversation with uh, our valued customers? Yeah, well, if we really want to start from the beginning, we, I guess it starts in the summer of 1988 when a little boy named Rock was born and he was born a visual learner. Just kidding. Uh, yeah, man, I just <laughs> couldn't help myself. Uh, I just, it just seemed natural to me that I would want to see somebody. I think it helps for building chemistry and rapport. And I think the hypothesis was that that was going to carry over into that 
audio recording being listened to by your audience, right? Um, and I just felt like it just made for a better experience. I mean, that was one of the things that Zoom and Skype, I think we're getting right, but obviously the audio quality that you get as the the end product, so to speak, was you know certainly uh, lacking in quality and let let a lot left let a lot left to be desired. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and and then I think you know just us really having the the gift of just listening to folks early on and and like being fortunate enough to be in an industry where that's not very hard in podcasting to, to get people to tell you what they think and talk at you. Cause it was really just harder to, to, you know, we'll ask for more. Well, like, why, why is this? This is not intuitive to us. You're podcasters. All you want to do is this is an audio medium. Like, why do you, why do you want more? But right. I think because we listened and we're, we're okay with not having it all figured out and, and actually excited to learn more things and provide more solutions and continue to push the medium forward has always been, uh, you know, a first principle of Squadcast since day one. So I think that's really where it comes from is, is, you know, again, it wasn't in the original, uh, plans for this project of, of Squadcast, but the, the real mission has always been to help people, connect and collaborate and have more meaningful conversations. So that doesn't need to be audio only. Uh, and uh, like video right. has always been a component about it. So I think just learning from podcasters and also just paying attention to where the industry is going. I mean, in, in uh, a pod news article that recently came out, um, the podcast one CEO was quoted as saying video is the future of podcasting. Well, that was an excellent thing to, to have on the day that we released Squadcast V3 with video recording, but it's almost <laughs> like, you know, I'm not surprised at the same time. So, right, right. Yeah. I, 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 so it's hard to pinpoint exactly where it came from. I mean, it's, it's, it's our, like we've said many, many times on, on this show and many other shows, it's by far our most requested feature. The demand for video recording was so strong. It almost like was painful to continue to not be able to give folks a better answer than, Hey, it's coming. And, you know, <laughs> not be able to tell them like why, like, and, and it's okay. Like people don't yeah. necessarily care about that. Like that. It, hey, it's hard. We're pushing things. We're using the, the best, the latest and greatest technology that you may or may not ever heard of, but you're probably experiencing as an end user, um, which is, you know, it's all new stuff. So that's not easy and it's not cheap and, um, right. but it's exciting. It's really exciting. Yeah, to have to have the opportunity to kind of move the needle for remote creativity twice, you know, um, and also simultaneously, you know, we're big fans of Christopher Lockhead and the and the know you're different um, kind of message that he espouses is uh, this this idea of category creation. So to get outside of audio into a second medium kind of is our is our approach to uh, remote content production and defining this new category. So that's another kind of piece that fell in um, into our strategy along the way is to is to is to just empower creativity and the medium could be audio, it could be video, it could be something else in the future. Um, but as long as we focus on that being our mission, that was the other thing was like going back and hearing customers like and podcasters ask for video recording and going back to our mission and asking 
does this fit in our mission? You right. Know, and, yeah, because we could have made the choice say, no, we're we're only doing audio and here's why. Like this right. it would have been an easier life in many regards, right, Zach? <laughs> I wouldn't change it. Um, I'm not saying we should. I'm just, I'm just I'm being silly. Yeah, I think I'm thinking <laughs> through the different kind of keyframes that led up to this. Uh, another big one for me, and I think both of us um was at podcast movement, we saw the uh, present, the annual presentation on the um, Edison Research's infinite dial report. Yep. And that really connected a lot of dots for us because we often think in the terms of the podcaster and their guest and have empathy and kind of put on the glasses to see the world as podcasters and guests. But the audience, you know, we're, we're often talking about why does quality matter to podcasters? It's because we want to provide a great experience for our audience to listen and engage with our content. So it kind of brought in the, the third voice for us, that presentation of how do audiences, how do listeners and, and, and people engaging with these podcasts, what do they think about video? Um, and do you want to some I know that was a big moment for me, but I, I remember like we were sitting on the ground in the back of this huge crowd because we were working our booth as vendors at, at Podcast Movement and we didn't get a seat in time because um, we're so grateful to talk to so many of you in the community. And we got we got in like two minutes late and we start listening to this and, you know, he's dropping knowledge bombs and data and all this stuff. But what was that like for you to 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 walk out of there? I remember kind of stopping and sitting at a table because they're like, like, holy cow, this needs to be processed like right now. Yeah. What did that, what, what did that moment feel like to you? You know, if we were wearing socks and we weren't because it was so dang hot in Orlando, Florida that summer, but if we were, they would have been blown off in all the rest of our clothes because my mind was jokes today. <laughs> I drink my joke juice. Uh, no, man, it was, it was incredible because and for some more insight onto what the presentation was about, it was about like how there's like a new category of listener that's been coming up in podcasting and that there's this, um, you know, version one of podcast listener, which according to uh, Tom Webster was the gentleman who gave the presentation, according to his research, those folks kind of came to podcasting, you know, in the earlier days and and they came for like educational or topical reasons, which is very similar to, to why I came to podcasting. Like right, right. I, I was looking for a particular topic or interest of mine and podcasting was something that satisfied it directly better than almost any other medium uh, could for me at that time. And I became captivated and tr totally just in love with podcasting. But then he talked about how based on their, their research and their uh, different data uh, interviewing techniques or whatever that they do was that there was this version two podcast listener and they were very different. They, they don't really care about it being a podcast more. So they just see it as a show. They're coming more so for entertainment to, to kind of um, escape their, the realities of day-to-day -day life or their job life. So they're not necessarily looking for like hard, technical information or, or, or facts or education or whatever. They're, they're trying to just be enjoyed and, uh, and excited about some, some really awesome show. And so where they were consuming these different, uh, shows, they didn't care. They would 
either be on YouTube or Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Like they didn't, they it, it didn't matter to them. And so yeah. the 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 end result or the takeaway that I think you and I had was like, you know, to I mean, it's all about the listener. It's all about the audience, the viewer. I, sh I should say as well, because mm -hmm. there's you know multiple use cases now, especially with Squadcast. But it's really like if you want to get the widest reach possible you're really limiting yourself if you're super focused on just being a podcast and that a podcast is an RSS feed that's downloadable, yada, yada, yada. Like yeah. having a presence on all these different platforms is really going to help expand that reach. And so it was very validating for us to offer video recording because a lot of the video uh, recordings that will be recorded on Squadcast, I imagine will be published on YouTube, but also published on like social media channels and stuff like that as like maybe commercials or snippets or whatever, which is really awesome. And the data is also showing that that's the number one way now that people are finding new podcasts is through social media. It's not, or maybe, maybe it's number two or number one. And then the other, uh, whichever one it is of number one, number two is still word of mouth, which is yeah. certainly, you know, a big driver for, for how podcasts are discovered, but you know, social media is, coming and, and, and starting to become more and more of a way people are f finding podcasters. And so for Squadcast to be able to help our customers and, and content creators just expand their reach and easily expand their reach and do it in the highest quality possible is, uh, is, a, is a huge deal. So yeah, just to come back to the, the presentation, I think that was a big moment just because it confirmed all these different anecdotes that we had kind of accumulated over time by talking to customers. I mean, think of yourself as a customer. I mean, I know it's only, we're only two people, but I watch different shows on YouTube and oh, yeah. for no particular reason, they're just two talking heads sometimes, but for whatever reason, I like to watch. And then there's other shows where I don't do that. And I don't really care if they have it on YouTube or not. And then there's some shows where it's like, dude, I really wish you had a, a, a YouTube presence so I could see you talking to this individual and they, and they don't, you know? So, yeah. uh, and again, we're just two people, but that's certainly been, been my experience. Um, so yeah, I'm glad you brought up the, the Tom Webster presentation because I mean, his, his presentations are always really thoughtful and yeah, all the fire. work that, Ed, yeah, Fuego and all the stuff <laughs> that Edison research does is, is top notch. And then, uh, uh, Tom Webster has a really interesting blog or newsletter that I, that I, uh, subscribe to as well. So I really appreciate the way he thinks, but it's all rooted in data. So I think that's what really validated it for us was it was on this like much bigger stage to confirm all the stuff that we had been picking up along the way. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, and then there's kind of the, uh, the macro, right. The, the, the industry of, okay. So, you know, there are other companies and other products out there that are, uh, solving, trying to solve a similar set of problems as Squadcast, even though we stay in our own lane um, and we practice that almost to a fault. Um, you know, there, there, there is industry momentum towards video as well. I mean, uh, not just on the creative side, but, but like uh, Descript, right? Added video editing. Uh, Alitu adds video editing. Um, you know. Like like uh, the the CEO you mentioned of Podcast One is uh, kind of has his anecdotal perspective on it. Um, so there's there's kind of momentum around that. Um, but we've been working on this for for quite a while, right? So um, 
that's something that I, I feel is 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 noteworthy is that I, I don't like how long it took us. I don't think anybody wanted it to take as long as it did. No, yeah. But the reality is that these are very hard problems. When we first started working on video recording for Squadcast, we didn't even know if progressive upload our approach to recording and uploading audio that is, you know, patent pending, we didn't know if that would work for video too, right? Um, we had hypothes- hypotheses, we had, uh, you know, educated guesses and things like that. Um, but it was certainly designed, you know, to be, uh, uh, to, to fit into that journey. But, you know, how did how did that feel? How did that feel to you? Like how how long it took? Do we have a sense of how how long it actually took? Just to kind of give our our listeners. I was just going to ask you, like, when do you when do you think we we started this project? Because it, it has been requested for for quite some time. I mean, forever since day one. You know, Almost, I think yeah. when we launched in Anaheim, like I remember people asking us about video because we <laughs> had it in the UI. We had it. You know, you could see people. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy that they were asking us that from from that long that was like 2017 so yeah wow um yeah so like when do you think like we actually started working on it though like it became mm-hmm. less theoretical an idea to okay they're starting to some of the nuts and bolts are starting to be put together the digital nuts and bolts so to speak i could go back and check our version control for when that first commit landed i'll spare everybody that though well thank you and i i i, <laughs> I do remember though that i kind of like got tired of thinking about it yes. at one point. And because there's the day-to-day maintenance of Squadcast, there's, you know, it, it's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of technology to serve. Like, fun fact, excuse me, I, I, I looked this up the other day. Last year, we helped people record over a decade of audio together. So you're saying 10 years worth of audio was recorded in the year 2020 on Squadcast? Right. Over that, over a decade. Over a decade, excuse me. Which is nuts. Like, that's crazy. Uh, So thank you for trusting us to help you with that much content. And just to kind of give you a sense of, like, you know, what it's like to be CTO of of a company that's helping people record that much. So um, there's, like, stuff we're focusing on, and then there's stuff that we want to be working on and moving our way towards right so that's how video started i think it started because there was a weekend where i didn't have social stuff with my life and my wife and family and stuff and um we were like in between updates uh on the red the the stable product and everything was was in good shape um that i just kind of didn't tell anybody. I just decided, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to wire this up and, and, uh, take a first, a first swing and a step towards getting progressive upload for video to work. And, um, I'm not going to get up until I have that mostly working. And that's what happened was, um, was we got that proof of concept established. I think I shared a video just out of nowhere with the rest of the team was like, Hey, I just recorded this on Squadcast. Um, I think that was in 2019. I want to say, 2018 at um, probably the, the the end i would say towards the end of 2019 mm. um that makes sense but then you know we still have a roadmap we still have plans it, it doesn't automatically become the focus right so uh that's really where um we were still getting 
you know, our pricing and our product and feature set all kind of worked out. And, um, you know, we have, we don't have all the resources in the world being a, a, a self and foster, uh, customer funded. Wow. I just made up a word, uh, customer funded company. Uh, so, you know, we prioritize things, but ultimately it became, it became the focus. Um, I believe the beginning of summer, uh, the beginning of summer, maybe spring of 2020. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Around, around there. That's, that's when I, I remember. Yeah. So, and then, you know, really, really ramped up. We made some key hires. Um, we had some turnover with those hires. Finding the right person is really difficult. Um, and ultimately, you know, got the product, I think to a point where we could, uh, uh, beta test it in the, the fall, in the fall of 2020. And then it was basically an internal beta working out issues, finding edge cases, like making sure it works with all the cameras and, uh, it could meet the scale of that, right. A, a de decade of audio, uh, recorded the, you know, that year. So, um, that'll kind of paint a picture of what, of what video scale, what sense, you know, 130 countries, like that's quite a, quite a, an effort. So there's, there's interesting stories along the way. I know you had a front row seat to a lot of it when it comes to like the particular technical challenge that we face as we work this out. But, um, all in all, very grateful for, for Gene, uh, our new lead software engineer who contributed a lot to getting, v3 from beta to production um and really really proud of him jumping into that fire and and uh rising to that occasion so what did that you know uh it's it's weird being part of a technology company but not working on like the technology itself i know you and i have talked about that so what did what did that kind of technical journey of bringing it to life uh, from that first video I shared, um, proof of concept all the way through to like, we're recording videos right now. What did yeah. that feel like? No, I mean, it's, I mean, I'm happy to be on the other side of it now, but you know, going through it in the summer of 2020 leading up to, to now it's, you know, kind of like you mentioned is, um, I wanted to be more helpful, you know, and it's not that I'm just sitting around twiddling my thumbs. I mean, I, you know, I'm definitely very, uh, I'm happy with the work that I can, my contributions to Squadcast, and I definitely do feel like my contributions are are very uh, important and, and valuable and all that stuff. But you know, we are a tech company and um, a product focused tech company at that. And so, you know, I, for me, it was just trying to assist you and help you as much as I could. But I still hated how limited I felt because I can't, I couldn't be in the trenches with you. And it's, uh, despite of maybe how much I have improved or how much, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to understand, like to be able to talk the technical stuff with you. Like, I, can, I mean, I can kind of BS it, but I'm actually like solving <laughs> tech problems with you. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm limited in that. And so often I found that it was just like, you know, I think you just need like a soundboard and support and just someone to talk through it with and think through it with. And I just kind of ask questions and not be afraid of, looking or sounding dumb. And you, I mean, you never make me feel like that anyways, but you know, just that, that was my way of like helping you out. Cause you know, I just, I didn't like that. You know, it was only, it, it was all on you from a, a software development perspective. And so that's why, you know, 
it was a big deal hiring Gene and why that'll be a huge focus of 2021 is continue to add folks to help us accomplish all the the ambitious goals that we got. I mean, video recording is a big deal, but we still got so many other ideas and and plans in the in the future that we really think that this is we're just still just getting started. How does that happen that, you know, we just released a, a huge update that is, you know, can't I don't want to understate it or gloss over it and, and we'll continue to talk about it. But like, yeah, it does still feel like we're just getting started. So, you know, getting someone like Gene, I think was um, it was incredible, man, because like it, it's it is so crazy to because it's been difficult where we've been trying we've been trying to hire folks like for a while, whether it was interns yeah. or or uh, contracting help or actual full-time employee help. And, you know, for a while, it just felt like people would say, yeah, you know, we like you guys and and we think what you're doing is cool, but I'm going to do something else. And I mean, you know, it's not like a huge slap in the face because they're choosing like, you know, well-known companies like freaking Google or, or Dropbox or, you Tesla. know, stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Stuff to compete with that. And, and not, yeah. not, not that we are, you know, it is a different, it's, it's a different thing, you know, different it, market. Yeah. It, it almost needs a different individual. Like those people probably wouldn't be happy here anyway. So it's fine. But, you know, really finding someone that wants to, you know, come on this journey with us and, and, and see things the way that we see and, and kind of working towards the mission, the way that we are, even though I think it's easy for us to be all in the way that we are, but, uh, you know, to have someone like who isn't a part of our founding team, but like jumps in and becomes part of our team, the founding team that way. I mean, Ariel, yeah. our community manager was like that. And so was, was Gene, our, our software developer. So it was, it was incredible, man. And I feel like, you know, we, that's a good really, point. Ariel came in, in the midst of that as well, like right. er, a little bit earlier in the process, but yeah. Still. Yeah. And, and to just have someone that's like team squad cast and, and fits in and, and makes us better. Like both of them made us better. And that's what I liked about this launch versus the other launches is like, you know, the marketing was so much better and the messaging was so much better communication, all that, because we had someone like Ariel who was really leading the charge. And like you and me are, are, are down to do what anything and everything it takes. To, yeah. Whatever. To, yeah. But <laughs> it doesn't mean we're necessarily the best at it. And so having someone that like, you know, helped us kind of, um, realize that that vision and those goals was incredible. And having someone like Gene, where, you know, again, like I, like, I, I think I mentioned this when uh, the three of us were chatting earlier this week, it was like, you know, this is no slight on you, Zach, but like this launch was so much better. And a lot of it was because of Gene. I mean, and you're just one person. So again, it's no, nothing against you, but like, that's my he, favorite part. <laughs> yeah. It was so uh, additive to the whole experience and it just felt so much more mature, so much more smooth. And, you know, the fact that he was able to do, to just come in and get up and running so fast and just start knocking stuff out left and right and doing it with the best attitude in the world was like, it's incredible, you know, like it, I mean, we always expected and planned that people would come on this journey with us, uh, outside of the, the, the founding team and whatnot, but like to have it happen and, and just to have the ability to do it with incredible people. I mean, I was telling people on, on clubhouse, this is like my favorite part of being a startup founder is not because like, I don't have a boss or I, I, you know, no one tells me what to do. Like I, no, I, I don't sign care my own that. checks. Yeah. 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 I do. I mean, it, I, there's some work. things, there's some things that are nice about that, but what I <laughs> love is it's like 
it's like a team sport where everybody has their specialties, their assignments, what they're supposed to be accountable for, but we're all working together for this common goal. And our jobs as founders is to kind of put everybody in, in a position to succeed and realize those accomplishments and kind of synthesize it so that they're all maybe synergize it. I don't know, but so that they're all working together, uh, in a, in a synergistic manner. So, um, you know, and, and again, we're just, we're just getting started with that. This is our first update with like more than five people helping us out. And of course the support team, uh, you know, can't emphasize that enough. Like that's been a huge part of building the Squadcast brand and reputation and to have, you know, people in addition to, uh, your dad and, and your brother, both named Vince, having two other gentlemen helping us out there named Andy and Sean, like, you know, we, we knew it was covered. Like we were prepared to jump in and stuff, but like, and they've been handling it. So just having that whole team effort and I don't know, man, it's, it's crazy. I mean, what about for you? Yeah, it's, it's beautiful to see it all come together. Um, and not without challenges, you know, it ain't, it ain't all rainbows and sunshine. That's for sure. But to come out with a, a successful outcome, like for me, it was really important, like a zero downtime rollout, right? High availability, making sure that our current customers were not rocking the boat for them. Everybody's staying on schedule with production and succeeding simultaneously while we are adding these, you know, amazing new capabilities with video recording, increasing our audio standard at the same time, adding to the team bringing people into the fold, like doing all of that simultaneously, I think is, um, is a, is a, is a real like challenge, but it's also really beautiful to kind of see it, see it come to fruition. Um, when, you know, it started with an idea and then a few lines of code and, you know, snowballed to what it is today and we're using it right now is surreal you know, um, and, and meanwhile, there's a pandemic looming and, you know, life and whatever else happens. So I, I think it's, uh, it's just really beautiful to see it come together. Like we had, uh, we had hoped for. It's just, I don't know. It's like, I'm kind of at a loss for words, how to describe it. That's um, why I leaned on you. I was, I was finding myself in the same boat where it's just like, I, it's hard to, I think we're describing it well, but it is still like at the same time, hard to find like the perfect way to describe it because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's still, it's, it's relatively new to us, uh, you know, and, and, and I think it's, it's hard not to just be blown away, you know, yeah. like, I mean, it was only, it wasn't too long ago, man, where we weren't making any money and we were just like still, you know, just. We were fig- spending our own money cause we are our own investors Yeah, in, just in addition like- to that. And just like figuring out, like, is this going to work or, you know, and having our partners like, Hey, you know, I, I love, I'm, I'm all supportive and happy with what you're doing, but like, what's up? And it's like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. Like I'm trying every day I'm waking up trying to make this thing work and, and, uh, and it was working. That's why we, we jumped in it full, uh, feet first, head first, whatever. And, and, yeah. you know, working on it full time without making a salary, but you know, it was, uh, it was a long journey and then just it's been, it's been pretty, pretty incredible ever since. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've said this many times to everybody on our team and I'll continue to say it, but like, I have tremendous gratitude for, um, 
the partners and the families, uh, the support systems of our team. Um, you know, they're making sacrifices just like we are. And it's just, you know, I, I can't even tally it all up. It's, it's, um, you know, anecdotal at best, but I know that it's happening, you know, <laughs> so I want to take a moment to, to thank the, the families of, of our team and, you know, uh, the extended squad cast family, I think is, is, is in, um, deserves some recognition here as well. Like the, the late nights, the long hours, the sacrifices, all the, you know, the, the care and craft and hard work that I mentioned in the announcement blog post for this update, right. That I think this is kind of, you know, this, the spirit of what I was trying to capture there is, uh, it's bigger than us, you know, and, um, and that's, that's heavy at the same time that like, you know, we, we're not just like telling our customers, this is, this is coming. Like we're telling our families that we're telling ourselves that. And Mm -hmm. to be able to finally like cross that finish line, I think is, is awesome for lots of reasons. It's, it's symbolic, um, you know, and, and to, uh, to have the opportunity to do it with audio and then with video and, you know, all the, the, there's no lack of uh, vision and like roadmap here at at our company um, and our team. So that's kind of where I was through the final stretch of the beta and everything was just like, I'm, I'm ready to work on teams and shows. I'm ready to work on Dolby. I'm ready to, uh, you know, work on backstage and like some, some some new features like i i i don't know what you'd call it i've i've had other people call me a, a neophile but i i i like working on new things right like <laughs> so it's um i think we were all feeling that to some degree dude because like, yeah I was, I was talking to your brother about it and he's like i just want it to be out man and i was like dude i think <laughs> first of That's all a good nobody <laughs> nobody wants it probably more than zach and gene like, but I think we all are on that level where, you know, because we're, I mean, yes, you guys are kind of leading the charge as far as developing the product. And you're the ones that are telling us like, you know, you're the closest to the problem. This and you're, is how so close you, we are. Yeah. 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 And so we're all kind of just like waiting for it, but it, we're all kind of dependent on it too, because as soon as that rolls out, then the support team's job changes a little bit. Marketing has to, you know, be aware and ready so that we can spread the word and make the most out of the 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 moment and um and, and it just trickles down to to all the other uh various roles and departments and stuff and so um yeah maybe maybe let's let's tell the listeners like you know uh, what 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 the launch like look like like you know we don't have to to yeah. give all the details i think it's like, pretty unique so yeah uh, so how, how did it work with uh you know we don't we, we talked about some of the 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 pre-video stuff and you know when we started working on it but let's start from Okay, we we got it working in beta, uh, or internal testing beta rather. Right. So let's start from there, and then we'll go into uh, the actual launch that happened recently. Well, we with Gene's help, we made a, a dedicated beta environment in our cloud, so that way we could run it parallel to production with you know zero downtime kind of deployments, auto, you know latest and greatest DevOps and all these buzzwords, like put a lot of pieces together so that way we can have an ongoing beta that way our team and our advisors and our, uh, you know, our beta testers that we work with in the community. Thank you to all of you, by the way, for, uh, for, for working with us through this update, giving us all feedback and, um, 
really led to where we are now. And that really fostered an ongoing conversation that we could have with making a change, getting feedback, making a change, getting feedback and working through these challenges and kind of the stakes getting higher and higher all the while till we got to a point where, you know, Jordan Harbinger's doing his interviews on our beta environment to, to get the video because he's not happy with zoom, you know, and, uh, like however else he was getting his videos before Squadcast had a uh, re- video recording. So that was really, um, really awesome. And it built us confidence and also understanding of, you know, different cameras, like all, all the different variables that we juggle and uh, find the sweet spot of how do we deliver this quality? How do we meet our specification of standard quality and reliability? How do we meet that and innovate? So though that got us to where we were able to start to think about when we would launch and how we would launch. And we did it differently this time. Like a lot of pieces, uh, a lot of, a lot of things were different this time. Uh, to give you a sense of that, we had, um, you know, we had a false start where we thought we were going to be able to deploy it. We uh, were continuing doing beta testing at higher and higher levels, and we found new issues uh, along the way and had to kind of delay again while we worked through those issues. And we just were uncompromising with what we wanted to to roll out, you know, and we wanted it to be there's always going to be some minor issues that get shipped that you just kind of say, Oh, this is okay. You know, this is not that terrible. Um, and you know, I, I'm glad I'm grateful that that list was very short because we mm-hmm. worked through them that the beta, uh, shook all those out. And then we had, we did it kind of, uh, I'm a huge space nerd as you can maybe see. Um, and we did it, rocket launch style this time where we had a, a team effort. We had a, a, what is called a go, no go poll meeting where everybody on our team got to say go or no go, uh, given their own experiences, given what, what they knew, you know, ridiculous amounts of transparency, um, inside of our team. So that way we can all make an informed decision. And, um, you know, everybody was go, and then and then Gene and I called hold once we found this issue. We held for a week um, ish, something like that, and then we did another go no go poll. Um, everything was go. Everybody was super excited, and we called a hold the original day of launch. And thankfully, that was a very minor uh, hold that we called, mm-hmm. and ultimately did another go no go poll kind of on the fly everybody was good and then gene and i spent time getting our getting our different pieces of our infrastructure updated and rolled out into our cloud production environment with zero downtime rollout uh baby steps right like triple checking, double, triple checking, uh, locally in the cloud, locally like in the cloud, it just back and forth and back and forth, um, until everything was, was right. And then that final, that final push to get the app itself out into, into production. And that's what everybody, you know, thinks of as the launch, right? Because the, um, because of how our technology architecture is, is structured and, you know, that's, 
that's really where we did uh we did a countdown we had a we shared some rocket launch videos we had some fun with it everybody was uh was on board right emails queued up all that stuff and uh, and then we we pushed the button and you know uh you mentioned sean from our support team and my uh longtime friend uh roommate he just moved out recently but uh sean was here with me um and we had some celebrations we had some champagne he bought he got a bottle of champagne and oh nice uh but but also like we immediately switch gears to like monitoring right because <laughs> oh, then course. it's like oh yeah uh, how's it doing did it you know we launched it did it land right that's the piece that everybody talks about launch but like landing on its feet i think is uh is is the real goal there so um i'm really really grateful that yeah everything for the most part landed we're, we're tweaking some knobs and some levers to make sure we're meeting scale and keeping everything running smoothly but that's to be expected so nothing major uh now being you know close to a week since we launched it um and i'm just that's all i was hoping for really was just you know getting it out uh with without any major catastrophes yeah i mean it's always scary because you know of course we did the work and and did our best to ensure that it it would land but you just never know what's going to happen when it's out in the wild and you know being used by folks in 130 plus countries thousands of people connecting and you know maybe not all at one time but still uh, expecting heavier than normal uh traffic and you know just we take it very seriously that we help professionals record their shows. I mean, this is part of their business for a lot of folks. And that's, you know, we're helping thousands of people do that. And so we didn't want to rock the boat in any way, um, whether you were recording with video or not, like we, we it needed to continue to, to work as expected. Although, like you said, you know, some of the video recording elements, there's, it's not perfect, but it is, you know, better than good enough. Um, you know, it, it's got definitely got that premium polish to it, which is why it took us so long to uh, roll it out is because we weren't going to settle for anything less than what were our standards, which are, you know, like we pretty high It's the highest in the game. Yeah. I so, think so, yeah. Um, so yeah, so it, it, it was, uh, it was worth it, <laughs> you know, all things considered as, as, uh, maybe as painful as it was to just continue to feel like we were letting folks down by not having it out or, you know, missing expected deadlines and, you know, that's one of the funny things for, for me, uh, along this journey is like, you know, we, we kept miss, uh, miss like our, our estimations were off on when, when things would be done and all that stuff. And like, we'd be so hard on ourselves. And I, I don't know if that's ever going to change. I'm incredibly tough on myself, so I don't expect me to, to ease up on that, but yeah. But, um, you know, when we talk to all the, the folks in, in, in the podcasting space or the, the tech and software space, like they're like, Yo, this is to be expected. Like if you could figure out a way to actually, you know, roll stuff out on and and when you expect it to, like let us know because you're like you're like a you know, you're a what's it called? A, a prophet of some sort. Yeah. yeah, and and nobody gets it right. Like maybe it'll happen quicker than expected, but almost always there's something that's going to pop up and it's going to delay it unless you want to roll out something subpar, which is is a, a definite no-go for us. So, right. um you know, I think just learning that and, and 
learning how to communicate some of that stuff better. Like not, it's all about managing expectations. So yes, maybe some folks would have been more upset, but I think we could have done a better job of just saying like, here's why, and not like digging a hole for ourselves of saying, oh, it's going to be out this summer. And then it, and the summer passes and we're like, shoot, you know, it, it's not ready yet. Sorry. Like, here's why. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we'll get better with that uh, with time, but it's still kind of interesting to, you know, we're so, we were so hard on ourselves and so like, uh, you know, almost afraid to give an estimation because we just were like, it's probably going to be wrong. And not because yeah. we don't know what we're doing. It's just, you don't know what you don't know. And, uh, and I don't know if everybody understands that, you know, because I think people think that like, you know, maybe because they're so, we're so spoiled and used to Apple and we don't know what's going on behind the scenes at Apple, but it, it they give the impression and companies like them give that kind of impression that they have it figured out that it is a, it is a, you know, systematized clockwork. Yes, exactly. And maybe because now they're on their iPhone 12 or whatever, but the first one was not like that. And we, we've heard <laughs> stories about that. So, no. you know, I think we just need to be uh, a little bit easier on ourselves and just, you know, continue to communicate it better so that folks don't feel like we're, we're letting them down or misleading them and stuff like that. Yeah. I feel like a couple things, like I feel like people would have been much more disappointed had we rolled it out and jumped the gun early and then totally. it fall, it, you know, it let them down. So there's that to kind of balance it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and also time is a weird thing in a startup. I don't think enough people talk about that, but, uh, it's like a time machine, you know, um, it's weird. I don't, I don't know how to describe it other than it's strange and maybe that has something to do with it as well. I think you combine uh, that with the the situation of, you know, being locked down, shelter in place, whatever you want to call it. Like yeah. that's also messed with everybody's yeah. time. But yeah, you you, you kind of compound those things. And anyways, doing things that have never been done before. Um, even if other people say that they have, we'll caveat mm. it with that, mm. um, is uh, also there's just so many unknowns that it's just uh, how do you like you said, you just say unknown unknowns kind of problem. Um, but the other thing about Apple, I was, I was, uh, anecdote real quick story. I was getting my haircut earlier today and like my barber was talking about the, um, how like is weird that the PlayStation and the Xbox, uh, had all these delays and stuff like that. And still, right. still ongoing. Right. And, Oh, it is. I, and I didn't know that. That's crazy. you know, it kind of makes sense because there's all these supply chain issues with other countries. There's this, you know, quote, trade war or whatever that uh, really slows everything down when it comes to hardware production coming from overseas. But counter argument, Apple still shipped more iPhone 12s during that same amount of time from in, coming from that same country. So... I don't know how that magic happened, but uh, I thought you would get a kick out of that. I do. Two words. Tim Apple. <laughs> He's the supply chain guy, right? <laughs> That's before. what I'm saying, bro. That's what I'm saying. He's Tim the, Apple. Tim's the man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really came through. And they shipped like a record number of units, you know? And um, so Apple's got that figured out, however they've got that figured out. But for the rest of us humans... Um, you know, we do our best to, uh, to, to predict the future, but we're often wrong. And, uh, you know, that, that is something we are striving to be more accurate about always. And, um, you and I have even, you know, uh, are striving to put some elements into our, into our team and culture and practices that we can do to, to try to 
get better and more accurate about that. So yeah, um, we will. I think we, we learned a lot during this period. Mm -hmm. Totally. I, I certainly did like, I mean, just about video and cameras and how all of that stuff worked. I mean, it's, it's a different beast than, uh, than, than audio. So I, I actually looking backwards, I, I, I like our trajectory. I, I like our story. And, and even if it took longer than expected, you know, uh, I think it's uncompromising standards and, and that's really the, the price you pay to, to get it is, is, is time. I think the drama makes it more interesting to listen to. I mean, I'm not, I mean, we wouldn't be talking for 47 minutes now or whatever if it was a uh, if it was easy peasy and everything happened the way that we wanted to. Maybe, I mean, maybe some folks would find it more interesting or thinking like, "Dang, these guys got their ish together." But uh, that's that's not how a startup is, and n no startup is right. Like, yeah, and we're not going to lie to you about it and say we we have it figured out, right? Or exactly. It's yeah. So. Okay. Well, I feel like, you know, now we're, now we're here in our timeline. Um, launch has landed. Uh, it's been a few days. Everything's looking, looking good. Uh, skies are clear for, uh, working through kind of the minor, uh, minor issues that we've, uh, since found. And thank you to all of our customers who have brought those to our attention. We move quickly uh, with this sort of thing. It, it may seem like it took a long time to get video out, but that's because it's like many things all compounded into one. But mm -hmm. when we have our targets set on an issue, like we'll get that fixed. We can we can move very rapidly in those types of situations. So uh, that that's kind of the the very very near term plan. But we have a lot planned for this year, and you know the. Another great thing about Gene is that we're already talking about growing our engineering team and ways that we can uh, take what we've learned through this massive update and make it faster and better next time. And that's what we do as engineers. So um, really, really looking forward to uh, to continue bringing more and more magic and uh, unique experiences into Squadcast. Yeah, looking forward to it all. Anything else we want to add? I think that's it, man. Like, you know, we can, of course, we can continue talking for days about startups, podcasts, squadcasts, you, me, whatever, but uh, let's, uh, let's save it for the next one. We got more in store. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. Bye. This has been another episode of Between Two Mics with Zach and Rock from Squadcast. The best way to record remote podcast interviews like today's in studio quality. Visit bit.ly squadpod to check out our resources page where you can download your free remote interview checklist.